And being Valentine's Day, you know, last week we started opening at the Super Bowl. And I'm thinking that tonight maybe we talk a little bit about the UConn women. I mean, I, that, hundred straight wins. That, that is unbelievable to me. And, and you know, I was reading about it the other day, and uh, it was they had 99. Then last night they play their hundredth game at South Carolina and win that one. And so, a hundred straight wins. Their last loss was to Stanford, and that broke a 47 game winning streak. So he's 147 and one in his last 148 games. And uh, what an unbelievable accomplishment! I, I've always said that these, this would be the greatest job on earth if you never lost. <laughs> and Gino's kind of got – he's figured it out. I mean, that's unbelievable. Have you met him before? Yeah. yeah. Uh, tell us about your encounters and when you've gotten together and how that's all happened. Well, I, I, I met him uh, – the coaches get together with, with, the, with the Nike uh, group and uh, we'll go on trips with our wives. Cheryl and I have been on the last maybe five or six of those things. And, and uh, he comes and there's a lot of women's coaches and their spouses that come with us and uh, – just over a five or six day period, wherever we are, if it's on some island somewhere, or last year was in in, uh, in Reno up in uh, Tahoe, um, you get a chance night after night, day after day, to eat together, to be together, golf together a little bit, and uh, you kind of run into him. But he is a really intense, intense guy. <laughs> it seems like all the time. Uh, but congratulations, my goodness, a hundred straight wins, and I don't know when they're going to lose. I mean, you start looking at it and. Uh, uh, they've, they've got a really dominant team. Clearly, you know, he's able to centralize the best talent in America to that program, continue to bring it in year after year. His recruit, recruiting classes must be off the charts every year. But what beyond the talent allows him to do what he does without fail as consistently as he does, do you think? Well, I, you know, the thing is, is I, I, I read a lot about him. I don't watch him play much. I watched BYU girls play him a couple of years ago. They played at their place, and then they came back here and played. And, um the one thing that it seems to me is that he is really good at recruiting to his system and they just run it's year after year after year where he's got all americans coming all americans leaving and uh and then there's a a culture there and it's similar to the culture in men's you know, right now at gonzaga and similar to the culture at at kansas i mean that game last night with Crazy. kansas they're down 14 inside, you of, two, it? You inside of two minutes. And I, I, was, I was tracking the score. Yeah. And when I see they tied, then I flipped to see the overtime, yeah. and it, they dominated. The overtime dominated the overtime. But there's a culture to that group where, you know what, we, 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 we believe that uh, they've got to beat us all the way to the end. Otherwise, we, we're going to win it, you know. And uh, it's funny how Kansas put that press on and pressed the presser and – really turned the game around. I was watching Bob Huggins talk about how they played the last few minutes, and, and, and they said, you know, why did you go away from the press defensively? First of all, he goes, well, why, why would I want to give them the open floor? We're up 14 with two and a half minutes to go. I, yeah. I, I want to, you know, I should play some clock there and play it more <laughs> conventionally, and it came back that Kansas uh, flipped it around on, on Huggy and, 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 and got it done in overtime. It was a crazy finish to that game. Had they lost, it would have been the first back-to-back -back losses at the Fog since, I think, 89-90. Yeah. Or something like that. A long time ago. A long time ago. And, and then, you know, I. And it would have been the first time that Bill Self had been swept by any league opponent since he was at Tulsa. Right. And, and you know, when he, I mean, Bill is, uh, he's a sneaky good, you know. And uh, I've known Bill for years, and, and he's a guy that doesn't want any attention. There's a lot of coaches out there that want to bring all the kind of the attention to them, but Bill's a guy who just wants to kind of lay low and then just beat everybody. And. Uh, he has a knack of grabbing the, the, you know, the best recruits late, you know, and, and getting them there. And 
and then uh, he really, I mean, really can coach them up. And I, I watched the Iowa State game when Iowa State beat him, and Iowa State just hit unbelievable shots. And, and Kansas was having a hard time. They were dribbling the ball out of bounds, missing free throws, missing shots that they would normally hit. Uh, I think that that winning streak was up into the 50s of some sort at home when they, when they broke it. Iowa when State, Iowa yeah. State beat, beat them last week, but uh, it looked like it was going to happen back yep. to back, and they found a way to to fix it. And then Gonzaga going into St. Mary's and just you know in a place that is really hard to play, in a place where you know St. Mary's over the last couple of years just does not lose, and. Uh, they dominated that game, double figures almost the entire game, and controlled it kind of start to finish. And then they made a little run, and the Zags right yep. back and uh, closed it, and then finished it off. And um, you know, so I, I, I don't, I mean to get all off on other stuff, but I, I can tell you this: I am really, really impressed with uh, a guy who goes out and can win 100, 100 games in a row. Well, and, uh, you, you mentioned Geno and UConn. You talk about Kansas and Bill Self, what they've got going there, especially at home. And you mentioned Gonzaga. But you also said uh, culture and expectations. And, and here at BYU, expectations are we're going to win a lot of games. We're going to win 20 or more every season. We're going to play in the postseason. And, uh, and you recruit to your system. Uh, what would you say has been um, or among you know, your keys to success in keeping it as consistently 20 wins every year? And, and who are the guys for your system at BYU? Well, I think that and sometimes I feel like I've let this group down a little bit because we have always had program guys. We've always had juniors and seniors that either they're the, the, the stars returning and going to lead out and young guys are going to jump in, or we've had some really talented young guys come in, but there's been older guys here that have been able to help them through some of the tough ways. The toughest thing for young guys is to be consistent night in and night out. The, 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 uh, the game prep, the grind of the season – uh, the game plan from another team from game to game on young guys is different. And, uh, and so that's the, that's the challenge. The, big, the most difficult challenge is to be consistent game after game. We've got some really young guys who have had unbelievable games. It's just that we haven't been able to put it back to back to get. And, and we've been surprised quite a few times, like the other night at, at Pep, that, that we were surprised. I mean, our guys were ready and our guys were prepared, and we just didn't execute very well. And... Uh, Pep came out and, and was really good offensively, way better offensively than they were at our place. But they're in a much better place right now than they were then. And I feel like I've kind of let this group down a little bit because we didn't have, uh, you know, an experienced group of guys that could help these young guys when they came in. But that being said, the experience that these guys are getting – will really pay off in the future and, and uh, you know hopefully it's uh, really soon there's been there have been these moments of frustration like at pep but they've been followed by these uh, moments of resiliency almost in the game right after you've got to find a way to get it done within 48 hours to make sure you're not uh, slipping into some kind of slide here and you did it again on the weekend well and, and those are the things that you really you really coach towards you coach towards that competitive spirit that these guys have uh, and try to challenge them a little bit and they they do respond the, the problem is is that you know, we've got nine losses, and the, the, the guy at the top of our conference has zero losses at this time, and so it makes it feel so, uh, you know, like we're so far away. But we're not that far. It's, it's, a, it's a group of guys that's really coming together. And when you see individual guys, like Yo the other night at San Francisco, have a huge night, 23 and 17, as good as maybe any freshman that's ever played here. You see, you know, TJ at the sea, uh, the, uh, the Gonzaga game at our place in the second half and end up with 29. 
and then Eric Mika, some of his nights, and Elijah, and uh, you know, those are you know, those are our, fi our five starting guys. Nick has had a, you know a couple 37s in his career. These are young guys who are going to be around for a long time. They're going to play together for a long time, and I really believe that uh, right now to finish this season, if we can we can get some consistency to our lineup, consistency to our play, and some real consistency to our expectation. Uh, I think we can finish strong and have a. Uh, we, we got. I mean, you think about it. We got a chance. If we can, if we can say we win seven or eight games in a row, we're going to play four top twenty-five teams in those four games, probably. Because you got St. Mary's on Saturday night, then you got Gonzaga on the last night of the year. You got uh, in the conference tournament. You probably have to beat both those two to win the, the conference tournament. Uh, and so there's a lot out there uh, that these guys can still do if we can find a way to. Uh, bring it every single night. Hashtag Rose Show on the Facebook Live and Twitter. If you have questions or comments uh, for the coach tonight, we'll get to those later in the show. Davin Gwynn is our player guest. He's coming up in a little bit. Uh, Gonzaga, by the way, uh, you mentioned the, the team at the top. They have a two-game lead over second place. Uh, they mathematically can't finish, it, finish any lower than second. So if you go back on the last 20 seasons, they've, they've, been, they've been first place 17 times, second place twice, and they're favored to be uh, first again for an 18th time in 20 years. 18 championships in 20 years is, uh, that's, that's, that, that's tough it's, to fathom. It's really impressive. That's why I started talking about Gino. So, <laughs> so we wouldn't have to talk about the guy. Does but that? <laughs> but it's, it, you know, you, you give credit. It's unbelievable. I mean, Mark is, uh, and, and one of the things that uh, is really impressive with Mark is similar to what we just talked about with Gino, is that he can really recruit to his system and how he plays. And uh, what he's always been, especially in the, eight, the six years that we've been in this league, is that he is deep at every position. And he can handle a night when a, one of, like his starting park point guard after our game goes home, they don't play him against uh, Santa Clara. And the guy they put in the point guard spot for that game ends up with 28 points and six or seven assists. And so he's deep, they're talented, and uh, they are consistent year after year. And they are, they are, they are a heck of a target to have as the, 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 the ideal you're shooting for. Well, right I, think, now. I think it's really improved our league. I mean, everybody is in that mode of where they're trying to find a way. It slowed our league way down, which I don't like. I, mean, I think if they, were, if they played slow, that the rest of the league would probably speed up to try to beat them a little bit. But uh, they speed the game up so, so well that uh, people are trying to, uh, you know, to really slow the game down. And this week we've got a real challenge. We played two, what, 350 yeah. and 344 or something like that as far as pace is concerned. You definitely see that when you take the floor against these guys too. All right, uh, we'll take a break. A little late for it. Uh, we'll come back. We are at Malawi's Pizza here in Provo for a fast, healthier, and family-friendly dining experience. Come to Malawi's Pizza and enjoy any of our gourmet pizzas, pastas, salads, and dessert pizzas located in Provo, Lehigh, and Spanish Fork. We're on the New Skin Cougar IMG Sports Network, KSL News Radio, BYU Basketball Facebook Live. This is BYU Basketball, Dave Rose. And we are back with the coach right after this. Welcome back to Malawi's Pizza here in the shops at Riverwoods in Provo for BYU Basketball with Dave Rose here on the New Skin Cougar IMG Sports Network, KSL News Radio. And BYU Basketball's Facebook Live page. Great to have you with us, fans here at Malawi's and listening in wherever you are or watching us tonight on the Facebook Live. Good to have you with us. So, Coach Rose, ESPN.com slash infinity is where BYU fans need to go every day to vote for you in the Infinity Coaches Charity Challenge. Round three has started. You made it into the third round, so you're in the Sweet 16. 16 coaches have made it. And in each of the rounds, um, you've already... Uh, done some good for the BYU Simmons Center for Cancer Research because they give you money for each round you make, right? That's absolutely. What have you done so, so far? We're up to $10,000. So that's, uh, 
um, a great way to you know get some money and, and, and people to participate and just vote a little bit. Uh, I think that uh, we were in a tough spot. I think we were down around 20 or 22 and uh, made a huge push the last week and got up into uh, where we think we finished at 11 or 12 and now it starts over again and there's some there's some pretty uh, uh, pretty aggressive uh, guys at the top there that might be really tough to meet. You know, it's interesting about that charity with the Simmons Center. Just at the break, Ryan Smith was in here from Qualtrics, yeah. and they announced their five for the fight uh, jersey patch, jersey patch for the Jazz, for the jazz yeah. which is just a tremendous opportunity for not only the whole state of uh, of Utah who follow the Jazz, but everybody in the NBA. That you know, a $5 donation for uh, the fight against cancer and um, you know, Ryan and Qualtrics have, 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 have put a, a lot of a big investment into that to try to raise. Uh, I think I think they're up, trying to raise upwards of five million dollars, and hopefully it'll take off like maybe the uh, ice bucket challenge a few years ago took off. But that patch will be on the Jazz jerseys, and uh, hopefully everybody can get involved some way. This is easy. The Infinity Charity Challenge is all you have to do is just go on and vote and. Get online. It may maybe take you 30 seconds or so, but there, there's no financial commitment at all into that. But uh, hopefully everybody will jump into this fight for the fight, too. It's an awesome cause. But enough votes for Coach Rose creates a financial uh, reward and award for the uh, BYU Simmons Center for Cancer Research. And Coach Rose is into the third round as of right this moment. And I voted today. And every time I vote, you'll see my tweet saying I voted for Coach Rose and how you can do it. Uh, he's in 10th place at this moment in the third round. And again, we're down to 16 coaches. And the biggest names of the game are here. And Dana Altman and, uh, and Sean Miller and, of course, Coach Few, uh, Fran McCaffrey. The guys at the top right now, the aggressive ones, uh, Matt Painter from Purdue and, and Coach Beeline from Michigan are one two right now coach huggins from west virginia is right there at three so a lot of big names and big schools and coach rose is right there and he's 10th right now and again you want to make it on to the next round and that's where we are right now with that so well, that's that's good news because when i voted today it told me i was 12th so uh we've done well since that's good you know, the We're reminders in the afternoon bit. so up to top 10 espn.com slash infinity that's i-n-f-i-n-i-t-i to vote for coach rose and speaking of ryan and qualtrics uh the jazz and qualtrics put together a nice video um, introducing the concept of Five for the Fight, and uh, you were highlighted in that video. And uh, everyone in it, you know, they held out their hand with the five fingers, and they had a hand, a name written on their hand. And you wrote yeah. Dr. Rich. Dr. Brent Rich, our team physician, has been uh, dealing with uh, the fight for a couple years now. And uh, at the time we actually filmed that, he was really in a, uh, a tough spot where we were all just hoping and, and, and kind of praying that the good news was good. And, and uh, it's been that way, and but he's, he's, he's still involved with it. And... You know, Cheryl on her hand, had, I, think, I think, had her sisters, uh, you know, that have, have both been touched by cancer. And um, it's just one of those things that uh, if, if we can, let's help any, ways, any way we can get involved. Kalani Satake was in the video. Yeah. Uh, Kyle Whittingham was in the video. They were sitting together at the Jazz game last night. Did you see that? No, I did not Kalani, see that. Kalani and Kyle were at the Jazz game side by side sitting there in the stands. That'll the... make some people uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably going to happen just in football, I think, for the time yeah. being. Uh, yeah. uh, Dave, we're going to take a break here in a second. We're going to bring in Davin, uh, Davin Gwynn for our next couple of segments. Uh, but I want to remind folks that it is a two-home game week, the last two home games of the season. Uh, and that's going to be San Diego on Thursday, St. Mary's on Saturday. And uh, your seniors this year for senior night on Saturday will uh, not be in uniform, unfortunately, for you this year. Yeah, I thought maybe it would be wheelchair night, you know, since <laughs> they both have uh, injuries that uh, we bring them out on the court with. But uh, KD was at practice today and uh, didn't see him for three or four days last week because uh, we were gone uh, traveling. But uh, 
he looked great. No crutches, no brace. He was in shorts uh, and actually looked like he said, it, it, this feels great. Finally, he's got to where he can walk around and he's off to crutches. LJ will be back in town Thursday morning. He flew to Houston to get to, uh, have his doctor do his, uh, his surgery, and he's coming back with his mom and dad. So they'll all be there for the Saturday night, the Thursday night and the Saturday night game. Uh, and these two guys gave us a real, a, a real push, but now they've kind of, kind of sent this team off to uh, the youngsters, and we'll see how we can finish it. The kid coming up on our next couple of segments will have a senior night next year, uh, and, and you'll have a lot to say about Davin Gwynn then. But as for Davin Gwynn now, uh, what can you say about the contribution he's made to this year's team? Well, you know, Dav is, is one of those guys that, uh, you know, as a coach, you just you, you hope they come around. You don't know if it's going to happen, but when they do, you just love it. And we've had a handful of guys uh, that have been able to come and walk on and earn a scholarship and then a lot of playing time. And he's just done it by by how hard he works. He just is one of those guys that never stops and is so consistent every day with his effort and uh, has just earned more and more and more. I remember it wasn't that long ago I had him in my office and I looked him right in the eye and said, Dad, well, listen, I know you want to do this. This is going to be really hard. It's going to be every day during the season. You're going to practice. You're going to get no – uh, you know, I give him the same speech. You know, you get the, this is all going to be work with no reward. You you, don't, you get a ticket to the game and you get a pair of shoes, but you don't get a lot uh, besides that. And the way this thing has worked out for him with some of our personnel issues and then how hard he's worked uh, has got him right in the middle of the rotation, and I couldn't be proud of him. Last three games, as his playing time is up, he's averaged 25 minutes a game and making a real contribution. In fact, that Portland game, the way it finishes, he sparks this uh, to the end there. There's no doubt. Davin, Davin Gwynn is coming up next. We'll have him for the next two segments. We're at Malawi's Year Provo for BYU Basketball with Dave Rose on KSL News Radio and BYU Basketball Facebook Live. Back at Malawi's here in the shops of Riverwoods for BYU Basketball with Dave Rose on the new skin Cougar IMG Sports Network, KSL News Radio, and BYU Basketball Facebook Live, brought to you in part by Minky Couture, designer luxury blankets. So welcome to the program for the first time this season, the aforementioned BYU junior Davin Gwynn. Davin is with us. Davin, thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me. On this Valentine's night. <laughs> How is it that you uh, ended up chosen uh, for, for the Valentine's Night assignment, do you think? Uh, probably because I'm the only single guy left on the team, or, or one of them, so <laughs> that's what I would imagine. <laughs> yeah, you have some married teammates. You have some probably uh, teammates with uh, 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 steady girlfriends right now. Are you not one of those guys right now? Uh, no, currently no. Um, <laughs> just dating around. <laughs> to put things simply, I guess. So. Good. Well, good for you. At least, uh, at least you're, you're socially involved, at least not locked down for tonight. We appreciate you taking a few minutes to come in and join us. Uh, Davin is out of uh, Marietta, California. Uh, Davin uh, will soon be joined by a member, another member of the Gwynn family on scholarship here at BYU. Let's just recap uh, how, how that happened here in the last couple of weeks. Oh, yeah, Josie. So that's my sister. Uh, she plays soccer. Um, she comes up here in the summer, and she'll be, be a freshman up here playing playing uh, for Alicia and Jen, so she's super excited. Um, she was recruited, I think, her sophomore year, so it's been, been a long time coming, so we're excited to have her up here. So it's an athletic family, uh, the Gwynn family out of Murrieta. And, Davin, your season, again, has seen recently an uptick in playing time, uh, more responsibility, uh, and uh, Coach Rose explained it pretty well, how you know, the journey goes from practice or walk-on guy to someone seeing more time right now. How would you describe uh, your playing journey here at BYU? Uh, you know, I think... Coach Rose kind of summed it up. You know, in the beginning, it was just uh, an opportunity to, to still be around the game and just to help out in any way I could. And um, I guess the cars just kind of fell in the right places. They just kind of fell the right way for me. So um, 
just with some hard work, uh, was able to kind of work myself in in a position to help and contribute in whatever way. So it's been it's been a journey though process. Davin, uh, out of uh, Vista Marietta High School, yes? Yeah, Vista Marietta. Out of Vista Marietta, went uh, to UC Riverside in his freshman year, then served an LDS mission, and it was during your mission you decided that you would uh, change course after, is that right? Yeah, yeah, I uh, was on my mission and decided that I wanted to change schools. I had a lot of, I had a lot of family up here at BYU and in, and in this area, so I uh, just decided that I wanted to make a switch. Um, didn't know what was really going to happen with basketball, so I just kind of came up here anyway, so... Coach Rose, I was watching uh, Davin's high school film today, and I was doing preparation for tonight. Great high school film, by the way. He, he, he was, I think when you left Vista Marietta, you might still be the school's all-time scoring leader when you left there. Great high school film, uh, super athletic, a lot of fun to watch. Uh, didn't, didn't end up going to BYU out of high school, goes to Riverside. When did you become aware of, of Davin, his name, and, and what he might be able to do for you? Well, I, I think that... Uh you know, we knew we knew of Dav. You know, when he was in high school, and it was just kind of the, the, the numbers here didn't allow for you know the recruitment of that position. And and uh, you know, it, the one of the real challenges here is that every every coach has to deal with normally four recruiting classes at, at BYU each year. You're dealing with sometimes up to seven recruiting classes to try to find your team, and so things change a lot. Uh, you know, over the over the time and. And uh, I think the, the, the real – I put Cody figure on it, and, and Cody was, was at UC Riverside, so he knew the coaches there, and so he knew them really well, and they all had really good things to say about Dav. But, but we, you know, when, when it came right down to it, Dav came to BYU because he's a great student and he wanted to be at BYU. And then basketball was uh, – you know, we, we told him the avenue that he would have to go through, and he was 100% – uh, on board with with doing that, and uh, after tryouts, all the coaches, everyone, no question, wanted to put dab in, dab in with the the practice guys, and uh, and that practice, like we've got three right now that are, I mean it's tough, Hunter and uh, and you know Austin and uh, Evan Troy, those guys every day, there's no love at all for those guys. <laughs> they get beat up and they work hard and they come every day, um, but. Uh, but the way the roster worked last year, we had some guys leave in the middle of the year and some illness and some, you know. And so, you know, we brought Dav into where he traveled with us, and then he got a chance to play a couple games. And then, you know, in the offseason, he was right up there in that group. And that's kind of how uh, it worked out for him. We're going to learn some more about Dav when he takes our 10-question pop quiz coming up here in a bit. A question coming in to Davin from Facebook Live from Kaylee. Kaylee says, hey, Davin, what advice would you give aspiring ball players trying to make high-level teams? Um, you know, sometimes it, it's hard because you feel like you're not getting the looks or the attention from some, from some of the schools that you would like to go to. But I, my dad always taught me to just let your game do the talking. And when you get those opportunities, play as hard as you can, and it won't go unnoticed. So I would just say keep working hard and just trust that someone will notice, someone will see you. This will come up, I think, during the quiz too, Coach Rose. But Dab is a heck of a student, isn't he? Unbelievable. I mean, it is. He, he was a great, great track star. He's got unbelievable stamina, which really helps in basketball. But... I think the stamina really helps him in the classroom too because he's he's a guy that uh, um, just continues to perform at a really high level and is, he's good for our GPA. You know, we uh, we, uh, we had a we had 3.0 GPA with our entire team uh, this last uh, semester, which is uh, it's been a long time coming. We we used that used to be kind of a um, automatic for us for quite a while, but we've been four or five semesters where 
maybe that hasn't happened. So it was a great thing to get our guys back going again. A lot, and I think to have there's guys who lead out in that area. You know, you get guys that have been here, and you get young guys in here, and they they need to learn how this is happening so that the culture continues. And I think you know Dab has been really good with the younger guys. Well, Dab has scored in his last four appearances, and again his last three games. Dave, he's played 20, 31, and 24 minutes right there in the mix now. He's firmly in the rotation. Absolutely. And I think that, uh, you know, he, he's playing uh, in multiple positions now, which I think it leads to a lot of that time. Uh, and, you know, we, 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 with, 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 with LJ, you know, being gone now, um, it just it, there's an opportunity for minutes and who's going to grab him. Peyton grabbed quite a few last weekend. Stephen Bayo still jumping some with some in there. But we need somebody now that we moved Elijah into the starting lineup. Right. We need someone to come off that bench and really spark us. And usually the spark everyone thinks is, hey, let's come in and score points. Dav's a guy who can do that, but what he's really good at is energy. He sparks us with energy, and I think it's uh, contagious throughout the grind. Yeah, it's nice to guy. be counted on, isn't it? Um, yeah, it feels good. It's good. It's a responsibility, but um, but yeah, it's, it's nice to be able to contribute and be a part of the team. When he talks about the different roles you have, how much thinking are you doing these days when you get out on the floor? Uh, well, I've been tossed in a little bit at the at the four, um, and then I kind of play some two and some three. So always got to be on my toes, thinking uh, what what plays I'm running, how I'm supposed to guard the guys that I'm guarding, depending on what position I'm playing. So. Um, you know, it's not not perfect every time, obviously, but, uh, but yeah, yeah. I think the effort is pretty perfect. He's always trying. We can't get mad at him for not trying. Sometimes he's out of position or whatever, but he's, uh, he's a guy who, who wants to get the rest of the guys playing hard, too. Davin's going to take on our 10-question pop quiz right after this. We're brought to you in part tonight by Smith's Market Fresh Groceries, fresh food for your family and fuel for your vehicle. Low prices, Market Fresh at Smith's. We're at Malawi's. Davin Gwynn is with us. And this is BYU Basketball. Dave Rose on the new Skin Cougar, IMG Sports Network. Back right after this. All right, so Junior Davin Gwynn, our guest. Welcome back to BYU Basketball. Dave Rose here on the new Skin Cougar, IMG Sports Network. Here's on KSL News Radio and the BYU Cougars app. And see us on the BYU Basketball Facebook Live page. All right, Davin, time for tonight's 10-question pop quiz. All right. As you are go. an excellent student and a member of the honor roll, this will not be a problem for you. Question number one. In which California county is your hometown of Marietta located? Riverside. Riverside County. First one done. First one done. Uh, question number two. Who leads the BYU team this season in dunks? Ooh, Eric Mika. He did until Saturday. Yoli Childs. Yoli Childs. Yoli surpassed Mika with three dunks at San Francisco. Yoli, 31. Okay. Eric Mika, 30. How many do you have? Uh, one. One. It was, <laughs> a, it was a great dunk, too. The putback <laughs> put at Pepperdine was fantastic. Uh, question three. Where and against which team did you see your first regular season action playing time in a BYU uniform? Uh, St. Mary's at St. Mary's. At St. Mary's last year on New Year's Eve 2015. That is correct. Uh, question four. This left-handed hitter and 15-time All-Star won a National League record eight batting titles, all with the San Diego Padres. Ooh. Uh, Tony Gwynn. Tony Gwynn. <laughs> yes, go. different spelling, but yes, Gwynn is the answer, correct? W. Yeah, uh, four for four. Question five. Which of your teammates shares the BYU record for most offensive rebounds in a single game? Mm, Yoli or Eric? Eric, okay. Eric Mika. Eric. Had they nine. always are getting rebounds, yeah. so I, I don't <laughs> yeah, know. <laughs> he, had, he had nine against Princeton this year, and that ties oh, yeah. the BYU record. Yeah. Uh, in the last academic year, you led all BYU student-athletes. Okay, every student-athlete on campus, 600 and whatever, he had the highest GPA of all of them at 3.97. 
a 3.97 in international, yes. So with a 3.97 in international relations, in which class did you not get an A? Uh, I don't even, uh, I think it was uh, economics. I can't remember exactly which class. Some, I got a B, some economics. I got a B plus in that. In a that B class. plus. Imagine that. What an outrage. Yeah. Everything's A's except for a B plus in yeah. economics. You uh, one ten. Question seven. How often in life have people corrected your name to David? Uh, just about every time they would call out roll. Every time there was a substitute teacher, it was David. David Gwynn. Yeah. But it's not David. <laughs> or David Gwynn. not Gain. David at all. <laughs> Question eight. Uh, what did you do for your Eagle Scout project? Uh, I built an obstacle course at an elementary school. Question... Uh, Eight and a half, since I did 11 by mistake this week. Uh, why did you choose jersey number 24? You had uh, it in high school too, didn't you? Yeah. Uh, my grandpa used to wear a 24 as well at one point, so it's just kind of a unique number, I guess. Did he, is this the one that played at Rick's? Or was that? Yeah, the one that played at Rick's College back in the day. Back okay. in the day. All right. Uh, another question. This is now question nine. He probably of. played against me back in the day. <laughs> oh, and you, when you were when playing, I was at, playing at Dixie. Dixie. Yeah. And grandpa was playing at that was probably me. <laughs> Your BYU career scoring high came against which team? Uh, let's see. Valpo? Valpo? Yes, Valparaiso. Yeah. Yes, he had 11 points against Valpo in Las Vegas. And uh, lastly, you are a nationally certified concert pianist. Your favorite piano player of any genre? Chopin. Chopin. Hey, there it is. It. I don't think he did anything but get everything right on that one. Way to go. <laughs> Davin Gwynn. Thank you, Davin. Thank you. Good Thank luck you. this week. All right, we're back with more BYU Basketball. Dave Rose on the New Skin Cougar IMG Sports Network. Back at Malawi's Pizza here in the shops at Riverwoods in Provo for BYU Basketball. Dave Rose here on the New Skin Cougar IMG Sports Network. Greg Grubel, the head coach of the Cougars, Dave Rose. We'll get to uh, questions for the coach. It's our Q&A segments uh, coming up. Before we do that, uh, Davin Gwynn, uh, Coach Rose, fits the uh, description of multi-talented, doesn't he? Yeah, he does. And, you know, the one thing I think that, uh, you know, he said when his dad taught him that, hey, just – do your best, play your hardest, you know, let your game kind of show. I mean, what great advice. And if anybody has accepted that and learned a lesson from it, it's, it's Dab because he, that's what he does. He, he does it in the classroom. He does it uh, with his, uh, you know, last year we, we at the Rexley run, we had our guys run the, the, the you know, the, the 5K, you know, with the guy, with the, all the participants. And Dab tried to win the 5K. <laughs> I mean, he was like the third one in. And, uh, he's just a guy that uh, is sets really high goals and then just works, works, and works to try to achieve them. Yep, bigger role now, and it's uh, it's certainly played a big part in what BYU's been able to do here in the last few weeks. We hope it continues that way with a couple of home games on tap this week. Let's uh, get to some questions for Coach Rose. Uh, intern Luke, Luke Beeston has the wireless mic, and we've got our first uh, audience question. Luke. Thanks, Greg. Our first question comes from Russ Sumter, a lifetime BYU fan. When a player's performance is inconsistent... What do you do in practice to improve his consistency? Yeah, that, that's a that's a really good question, and it's it's, it's really relevant to, the, to with this group of ours right now because you're seeing really great performances, and then there's some dips in there. And for me, I've always been a guy who tries to really accentuate the positive to, 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 to let them know the things that they're doing well. I've I've done th things where I've had my video coordinator, you know, take 20 or 30 clips of the last. Uh, you know, great possessions that they've had and try to try to just help them visualize good things. Uh, I think the most important thing is to make sure that they know that our coaching staff has a lot of confidence in their ability and let's just find it. Um, 
but sometimes it's you know patience is is a difficult thing not only for coaches but patience is really difficult on players too and uh the most important thing i think is to to have communication involved in that and so guys know that we still trust them we still believe in them and they, they can you know get out there and try and play better thank you for the question let's take one more before the break uh, luke all right here is brian bendel if you could coach any sport besides basketball what sport would you coach whoa golf that'd be awesome i coached golf in high school for uh two years and it's the greatest thing ever because the golf pro was the one that actually wanted to instruct our guys and all i had to do was find the top five scores each week and then put them out there and uh, we went to state i think we finished third in state that the, the, the one year and uh you think it was a little less stressful than your current yeah, coaching job and, and not nearly as many people actually knew what the i'll tell you the toughest thing was to get the correct score some of those golfers on a wednesday afternoon playoff uh maybe fudge the card a little bit so i have i'd have to walk around and kind of monitor that some but uh I coach, you know, I coach football. I coach track. I coach baseball. When I was at uh, at Millard High School, you played baseball too. Was baseball a pretty natural coaching gig for you? I mean, did that yeah, feel right or not? Yeah, but, but I hated the wind and the cold, and the, we weren't that good. And you had to you had to at least get to the fifth inning to get like a ten run rule. So you had to find a way to get fifteen outs. And sometimes <laughs> that was difficult to get that thing. But uh, I remember a night over in Emory County when we were playing Emory High School, and the wind was must have been blowing 70 miles an hour, and coaching in that first base box, and the wind blowing the dirt, I thought that, you know, maybe basketball was like, the way to get go. Get me into a gym, yeah, please. Basketball was the way to go. What did you coach in football? I was the, uh, well, I was the head coach of the JV team, which was awesome, because I could run all, we ran the wishbone. I was supposed to be a running backs coach for the varsity, but didn't really work out that well. I didn't know much what, what they were supposed to do. But what I did know is that, we could fake that dive play and then pitch it, and then that guy could pass it to the dude that was open, and we ran that a lot, especially down around the end zone. That, that was like your play. That was my play. That, that was, that was the, yeah. But the best part about JV is you don't get scouted, so people aren't like, you know, they don't know that we, we ran it a little reverse the same way a couple times. Was this Millard? But yeah, but I was trying to score on every single play, and I, <laughs> I, I get my, the, the head coach, Lou Munson, he brought me in one day and he says, Dave, listen, there's a purpose to first downs, okay? Let's try to go down the field, <laughs> matriculate the ball down the field, and then try to score when we get inside the 20. And I said, all right. But all these years later, you find yourself a 300-win basketball coach. Yeah. Somehow, did, you still found your right calling, I, I hope, I think. Oh, there's no question. <laughs> when, I, when I think about coaching other sports, I don't, I don't get excited about any of them. But uh, I did appreciate the golf at that, that time because okay. uh, those – there wasn't any evaluation involved. It was you have. Well, I think we had nine guys on the team, and you had five in every t tournament, and you took the best best like, five scores. Do the math, and here you go. Yep. All right, we'll take a break. We'll come back. More questions for the coach here on the New Skin Cougar IMG Sports Network BYU Basketball Coach Dave Rose <laughs> on KSL News Radio and BYU Basketball Facebook Live, along with the BYU Cougars app streaming audio. Welcome back to BYU Basketball with Dave Rose here at Malawi's. On the new skin, Cougar IMG Sports Network. BYU home to San Diego Thursday, St. Mary's on Saturday. We'll get to those games in a second as we head back to our audience for live questions for the coach. It's BYU Q&A. Intern Luke has the mic with. Thanks, Greg. I have Willis here. He's actually a BYU alum himself, so here's his question. Coach, could you explain why Mika was given a fifth foul, benched, and then allowed back into the game on a rule technicality at USF. Okay, um, the uh, the the foul that he committed was for kind of hooking the guy, and that was his fourth foul. 
And then he got the technical foul for dunking the ball uh, after the whistle had blown. Um, and then when that was actually, you know, discussed by the officials, that's a Class B misdemeanor. And with that Class B misdemeanor, there doesn't, uh, there's not assigned a personal foul. And, and, there's so, no, there's no, and there's no jail time either. Yeah. With the, with the <laughs> I took him out because he had this fourth foul, and I wanted to kind of save him to, to later on. But uh, they told us right then that that was his fourth foul. And, the fifth, and, and if the commentators said that was his fifth foul, uh, that was a mistake on their part because the, the Class B misdemeanor for hanging on the rim uh, doesn't come with a personal foul attached to it. The Class A technical counts toward your DQ. The Class right. B technical doesn't count toward your DQ. So initially in the stat monitor, it showed a five with a T, meaning it was, ha it was his fifth in a technical, but they changed it soon thereafter to a, to a class B, which meant that he only had four, so he came back in the game. So yeah, it was initially, well, it was probably, it was probably ruled right the entire way by the officials, right. but it wasn't put in the monitor <coughs> correctly until like another few minutes later. So right. there we go. All right, one last question here, I think, from the audience, so Luke. All right, here's Kirsten Mortensen. She has a Valentine's Day question here. <laughs> okay. <laughs> what is one thing you love most about this team? Um, love about this team. I love how um, how competitive they are when they how we respond after disappointment. It, it's a tough thing to get all the guys together and kind of regroup. And this group is really good at putting the bad things behind and looking forward to what's next. And uh, we've responded pretty well most mostly all year long. Last seven games, Coach, it's been win-loss, 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 and so you want to ha hopefully get on a bit of a, a run here as you head toward, uh, head toward March. I hope so. I mean, that's what we talked about at the start of the show is that consistency is uh, the challenge for us now as we go through this. And, we, you know, the schedule uh, shows us a pretty tough – I mean, you're playing, uh, you know, an opponent that beat us, and then you're playing another opponent that beat us that's in the top 25, and then somebody we had a really tough time at our place, we got to go to their place, and then we got another, the number one team in the country. So – to try to win four in a row, which, uh, you know, we really want to do, and I think these guys are capable of doing, um, we've got to be consistent through this, this process here. San Diego series is a weird one because uh, the games here, you always tend to win really comfortably, and the games there are, are grinders and real struggles. This team with San Diego is really different, though. They're, they're better on the road. They're, their road record's way better than their home record, and they beat us at their place. Uh, they, they won at Pepperdine, which is the place we really struggle at. So this matchup, uh, hopefully our guys are ready for it. Then St. Mary's, you've beaten them the last three times here at your place. Yeah, we played we played pretty well, and, and they've, you know, they've, they've had a hard time in here uh, – playing that slow now we've got them to speed up a little bit and hopefully we can uh, we can do that again all right we'll take a break when we come back just some closing thoughts from the coach as we get set for this a week ahead byu home to san diego on thursday and st mary's on saturday uh, these will be later tips this week san diego's a nine o'clock mountain time tip espnu for tv and then st mary's eight o'clock mountain time tip espn2 for television of course both games on the radio with one hour pregame shows preceding tip we'll come back more from coach dave rose on byu basketball with dave rose here on the new skin cougar all right, final segment of BYU Basketball with Dave Rose here at Malawi's in the shops of Riverwoods in Provo. Greg Rubel with the head coach of the Cougars, Dave Rose. Two-game week, last two games of the home season for BYU. San Diego Thursday and St. Mary's on Saturday, which will lead us into uh, it's a senior week, if you will, and senior night coming up on the weekend, and we've already hit that time of year. Yeah, you know, I, you get kind of emotional when you think about your seniors playing for the last time, and that, that will be out of this because they're not going to play either one of them, but uh, – it will be emotional to, to know that uh, we're moving on to uh, with another group and, 
and hopefully these guys will uh, will play really well on, on, on Thursday and set us up for a big showdown on Saturday. It's an important time of year, too. I mean, we're getting to the point where we'll be playing in Vegas here within a couple of weeks. Well, I always kind of I, I kind of uh, you know phrase this as lightning in a bottle, and, and if you can catch that, if you can catch lightning in a bottle at this time and run off four, five, six, seven wins in a row, it changes everything. All right, it'll be a seven o'clock or rather an eight o'clock pregame, nine o'clock tip on Thursday, seven o'clock pregame, eight o'clock tip on Saturday. San Diego and St. Mary's this week, folks. Good to be here with you all. Thanks for coming out for BYU basketball. Dave Rose. We'll talk to you next week here on the New Skin Cougar IMG Sports Network.